welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you. Welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and today we're talking about the films Get On Up, the Hunter Foot Journey and Guardians of the Galaxy. We're also talking about the first female Oscar winner. Right now, I'm talking with Jerry on the film Guardians of the Galaxy. How are you doing, Jerry? Fantastic. It's a beautiful day. It is, but it's hot as well. Definitely. So, um, tell us about this wonderful film. I love this film so much, so please tell us a story about this film. Well, pretty much a young boy just went through something pretty horrible and then is abducted by outlaw aliens and trained to be a galactic outlaw. So, 20 years later, he's all this cool outlaw guy, calls himself Star-Lord. He's really awesome. Then he finds this extremely powerful artifact and he doesn't know what it is and he gets mixed up with all these different people and still doing pretty funny at it. And it's a very interesting ending and a very great one. Totally agree. I was psyched and yet kind of, I didn't know what to expect from Guardians of the Galaxy because I haven't read too much of the comics. But when I saw it, this is pretty much a full-fledged comedy when you really think about it. So talk about the hilarious comedy in this film. Well, honestly, I think it's hilarious, and it's not normal everyday Hollywood jokes we see in every film these days. There are different jokes that I haven't seen in a really long time in films, and almost ironic type of styles, which <laughs> I absolutely love. I agree, and what's even funny is, I made a weird comparison. I, I think this is kind of like The Princess's Bride. Now hear me out, because it's an adventure, It's it played it's played out to be serious, but it's really funny as heck so it's always great to see movies being made like that nowadays yeah that's very cool seeing the kind of old style Hollywood coming back to life agreed now what was your favorite thing like favorite action scenes in this film because the action is amazing ooh my favorite action scene is when I'm not going to try to spoil anything it's kind of hard for this scene, but my favorite action scene would probably be when a ship is coming down to this planet, and like the police force, they all like make this like gravity field around it, so one comes just like really cool looking, and the special effects are fantastic. It's just like extremely thrilling. I was so close to the edge of my seat, I was almost falling off. <laughs> I well, this film does incorporate very good special effects, however. It's not good. It's it's not always the best film without characters, and by by far these are some of the best characters I've seen in a superhero film. So talk about like your favorite character and what made them so three dimensional. Ooh, my favorite character has to be Groot. He's what's he's a houseplant. They call him illegally a houseplant, and pretty much he's a walking stick of wood that's seven feet tall. And what I love about him is that he's kind of nature-loving, but when anybody messes him, with him gets all, like, super cool and, like, super powerful, like, put his sticks through people, and it's just, like, really cool. One The scene, he does that, then he just turns around to the other guys and smiles really stupidly. <laughs> and keep in mind that he's voiced by Vin Diesel, who gives yeah. almost an award-winning performance, because the only line he can say is, I am Groot. I'm and sure that was easy to memorize. 
It was, but he he has to he delivers it in so many different ways. I mean, it's not just the same flatline way he delivers it. He he I, he either delivers it nonchalantly or excited or angry. I mean, each time he says it, I just never get tired of it. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. But also, let's talk about another voice actor, Bradley Cooper, who plays Rocket. I mean, what did you think of his performance? Oh my god, he did stupendous. Bradley Cooper's voice definitely fits Rocket's personality. The kind of like, I really don't care about anything but the money. And <laughs> oh my goodness. He, his character was hilarious. And the funny thing is, he's a raccoon that yes. was genetically engineered to be a talking, intelligent creature. He also created Groot, their kind of partners. So I think Rocket was probably my second favorite character. He is hilarious. I I didn't even know it's Bradley Cooper. He just does such a great job at that. Yeah. Well, anyway, what about the age range for this film? Because there is some language and things that mean younger kids may not want to watch. You know, honestly, I do agree with you, and I think a good age range would be eight to nine to eighteen. Honestly, younger kids would kind of think some of the scenes are a bit scary or a bit too graphic and wouldn't understand a lot of it. So good age is 8 to 9 to 18. Agreed, especially since of the language and, well, Rocket, again, is part of that. But he's still so great. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and today we're talking about the films Guardians of the Galaxy, Get On Up, The 100-Foot Journey, and History on the first female Oscar winner. Now, I was talking with Jerry on Guardians of the Galaxy of how amazing the action is and the comedy and how we love Groot. He's just a great character. So let's get back into the film. Are you a Marvel fan, like a Marvel comic fan, Jerry? You know, honestly, I think you're probably ten times as a fan as I am. I mean, I love the movies. I love seeing that the comic books that I've heard of and read a couple and seeing them on the big screen is pretty cool. But I have to say, you're probably the biggest, you're probably ten times bigger of a fan than I am. Well, thank you. But from a, coming from a not the biggest fan of Marvel, I mean, you love the movies, but comic book-wise, do you feel like fans of the... Uh, do you feel like other people just getting into comic book films would be confused or would they have a good time? You know, honestly, I would have to say I haven't read all the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy comics, but um, I would have to say that they would probably enjoy it. I mean, they're always going to have criticism like this hero was wearing a different shirt all the time or something like that because it's fans. But I honestly think that it's kind of like a normal uh, every other uh, comic film that they've made, you know, a bit of funny, a bit of action, a great story. Uh, loosely are mostly based off the comics so it's pretty much like almost all the other ones but I have to say the comedy in this one was far beyond the other ones Agreed, but what if you're not a fan? What if you have no reality base or history of comic book movies or even the, the, the material like at all? Would you still think the audience would be confused or do you think they'll just enjoy themselves? It's definitely really well done that it has its own story and you don't need to do any research to understand this entire plot. They did, they did that very well. You can pretty much understand everything that's going on and some things that you don't get later in the film, they kind of explain it. Yes. Well, I'm now going to go into some fanboy territory that I may get cut off the show for. But 
do you think this film is better than the Avengers? Choose wisely. <laughs> you know, I have to say that the Avengers, uh, it was very different than this film because the Avengers was different superheroes. This film, it's criminals becoming heroes. So it's it can be almost the opposite of the Avengers because it's pretty much like heroes, let's unite. It's pretty much criminals, let's unite, become heroes. True, but I'm talking to a lot of my friends saying like, oh my gosh, this is so much better than Avengers because it has better story and characters. And I'm thinking, well, they they do have the same kind of story. I mean, yeah. um, people who have their individual lives come together to fight this one being and they don't get along at first. Uh, I was just wondering if you thought it was kind of it was better than the Avengers. Another thing that I noticed is that the Avengers, we already saw most of these heroes. We're going to see heroes in the future. I mean, we already got Thor, we got Spider-Man, we got Iron Man. So sure. we already saw all those heroes. For this, we didn't know any of the heroes. So they had to make a story for all the heroes, or criminals, I should say, because we didn't know them. Yeah. So the Avengers, but they had that for them. We already knew all these heroes. We've seen them in all these other 20 movies. I couldn't agree with you more. But do you feel like that makes the story a little more jumbled since we do have to establish characters, their origins, and then go on with the story, like unlike Avengers? Honestly, I think it's better because something like Avengers, if you didn't know anything about superheroes or Marvel, you couldn't watch that film. And this one's more independent. You don't need to watch anything else. It's not based off anything else. Well, it's based off a comic book. But other than that, it's completely independent. I totally agree. Now, how many stars would you give this film? You know, I give it four and a half out of five stars because it's a great film. It's hilarious. It has a great cast, but it's really not that different from a lot of other Marvel films, which was a bit upsetting, but still a fantastic film. Agreed. I can't. I want to watch it again. I'm actually going to go to movie theater right now, well, do the show, and then go see it again because I thought it was life out life funny. So, thank you very much, Jay, for talking about Guardians of the Galaxy with me. Thank you for letting me talk to you about it. This film is in theaters now, so please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesley, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. 
It's Kids and Cars. If you could get behind the wheel of your favorite hot car, where would you take it? Join your hosts, who are both car enthusiasts, as they take you inside, on the road, and past the pits with your favorite concept cars. This is your chance to burn rubber and leave the others behind in the dust. Tune in to Kids and Cars, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. If you miss the show, you might as well be stuck in the garage. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Eton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we have just finished speaking to Jerry about Guardians of the Galaxy. And we are reviewing the films The 100-Foot Journey, Get On Up, and talking about the first female Academy winner, Academy Award winner. So right now, we are speaking with Jerry about The 100-Foot Journey. So we're just going to get straight into this. And again, I already said that he talked to us about Guardians of the Galaxy, that, so he's very popular on the show today. So Jerry, can you tell us the storyline of The 100-Foot Journey? Yes, of course. So pretty Pretty much what this film is about is an Indian family completely full of chefs or cooks. Well, they live in India and they serve at a school. Everyone's happy. Well, something very sad happens and they have to move to France area where they start a restaurant. Across a 100 foot wide street is another restaurant and they get mixed up in all this whole bunch of crazy stuff and it's just really crazy and if you want to find out what happens you gotta watch this film and I have to say that everyone should watch this film it is fantastic <laughs> I'm glad you think so when I saw the trailer for this um, I just I looked at it and I love food I you don't understand my passion for food like I would try to explain it but I can't because you just you just wouldn't be able to understand it but I love food and I love cooking and I love the aroma of shrimp <laughs> so everything food I love so how did you think um with this film, how did you think everyone not went around the film, but how do you think it was with the acting? Because in films surrounded by food, it's not much of... I mean, you think of restaurants and you think of this, but how do you think they did... Because you did say it was an Indian film, so how do you think the acting was? Oh, they did fantastic. All the characters... All the characters played their emotions beautifully, and I just have to say that they all fit their parts and nobody could have played every character better and honestly I just have to say everybody did good on this film I mean the director the cast the editing the camera work and obviously the producer I mean Steven Spielberg and Oprah Winfrey you cannot go wrong there so true <laughs> like so true I mean when you see when you see two great great people like people that have set standards and and have been amazing at everything it's like when you have those two people it's like well the film is already the film is already like the top 10 <laughs> yeah you kind of already know all this is gonna be a masterpiece yeah it's like well we don't even need we don't even need to advertise it's just gonna be amazing so yeah yeah um when you when you think of this film what is the first word that comes to your mind food Oh, yes, <laughs> obviously. But what is the next word that doesn't have to do with food? Well, I would have to say inspiration because this really is an inspirational story. 
this was a family that really was just every a normal Indian family that concentrated on cooking. And one of the kids became something much, much greater, and they also got a pretty successful restaurant. And I'm not going to spoil anything, because mm-hmm. I am trying to get you guys to watch the film, because seriously, this film is just a great way to end the summer. Yeah, I mean, speaking of summer, summer is also almost ending. I have school next week, so... but. You said before that the characters in this film were phenomenal. So how did you connect how well did you connect with the characters and with the storyline? Honestly, I could feel their emotions. I could feel when they're sad, when they're angry, when they're frustrated. I could feel every single emotion even if they had complete poker faces. <laughs> yes, Lady Gaga. <laughs> I just yes. had to say that. Yeah, cuz she has the world's most amazing poker face. <laughs> Was there anything to Okay, would you take anything out of this film or add anything? Absolutely not. Honestly, I think if we don't uh, just touch it at all, it's perfect. Yeah, some yeah, some films are like that. They're just perfect. <laughs> so did anything stand out because my love of food? I mean, I love I know that food obviously was there for most of the film, but did anything else stand out? The very first scene is when one of the main characters is a kid, and he's shopping with his mother, and they they are trying to rush to this place where everyone's trying to get this one thing, and he picks up the food, and he bites into it, and he you can see he tastes it. He tastes every single little drop of it, and the chef looks at him and says, that food is going to that kid. Give it to that kid. Wow. Sounds pretty powerful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It re- kind of reminds me of Ratatouille when he is tasting the grape and the cheese. And he's like, wow, it's just, wow. That's what that reminds yeah, me of. Yeah, it's like that, except with all the lights and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Not every film needs lights with food. <laughs> you're yes. listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beaton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we're reviewing the films The Hundred Foot Journey and Get On Up and talking about the first female Academy Award winner. So, right now, let's continue speaking with Jerry. And we were just talking about how in Ratatouille <laughs> they had this amazing food journey and everything was great. And in the first scene of this film, it's it's very. I feel like that's very powerful. I don't know why that gets to me so much, but I can just see this boy and food that wasn't really supposed to be eaten, but it's, he's eating it anyway. So it's very powerful. What do you think the age range for this is? You know, I have to say that even though this is definitely not meant for really adults, but this is a love story, so there will be some adult references and Younger kids would not understand it and not appreciate the work of it. So good age rating is 8 to 18 would probably be good. Yeah, those kids out there need their need older people <laughs> to understand what's going on because if they're, they're watching it, it's like, yeah, don't have any idea what this is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that how you felt or did you understand everything because you're a pro? <laughs> I think I'm pro, so I understood everything. Yeah, of course you are. <laughs> so how many stars do you give this film, Jerry? Oh, well, I wish I could give him more than five stars, but five out of five stars. 
Yeah, we talked. We talked about. We talked about that earlier. Not earlier on today's show, but earlier in um earlier in the shows, we talked about some some people only can get three stars. We are lucky that we have five stars, Jerry. You lucky. know, it's it, it's almost funny because in the movie there is a rating that they give restaurants. One is good food. Two is amazing, and three stars is is rating for only for the gods. Wow. Those gods have amazing food. <laughs> yeah, must. So it's kind of cool. Cause, so I give this film three stars in that case. In that sense. Yes, I got you. I got you. <laughs> so who's your favorite character? Because it seems like it has a lot of them. Hmm, I would probably say Papa. And he's kind of like the oldest of the Indian family. And he just has one-liners that made the audience roar with laughter. And his character is just like, just so perfect for the movie it's kind of hard to explain it's like he's serious and he's kind of like a almost a businessman it's like why don't you do this and why don't you do this and his son's like no papa we do it this way <laughs> you uh you did say that he had some one-liners that were absolutely fantastically laughable can you remember any of them you know i wish i could and if we even if i did no i'm not gonna say it them i'm gonna make you go to the movie theater and watch this film on when it comes out this friday so you can listen to those one-liners smart boy smart boy because i was about to be like oh that's so funny but you know you stole that opportunity from me jerry you should be you should feel very bad <laughs> I do. so was the storyline easy and clear to understand because you it seems like a very simple plot but was it complicated at all was it easy to follow along it was a very nice plot, and it's definitely not a normal story. It's a very unique story, because, of course, there's all everyday love stories, Rom Romeo and Juliet and all of that. But this film is very different. It's not just about the love. It's about the adventure, the inspiration, of course, the food. And yes. when people see this, they're going to be like, oh, it's going to be all about love, blah, blah, blah. That's, yeah. what, that's what we thought, and when we watched it, our jaws dropped. <laughs> when I saw the trailer, I didn't even think of love. I was just I was just looking at the food. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's food. <laughs> That's what's on my mind 24-7, if you were wondering. <laughs> so when you look at this film and you look at all the characters, whose character do you think most resembles yourself? Ooh, I have to say Papa, because he really <laughs> doesn't... He's like always trying to do something for everyone else, and I'm always trying, trying like, no, why don't we do it like this, or why don't we do it like this? So I honestly have to think I relate to Papa. That's probably why he's my favorite character. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get that. I mean, I get that your favorite character would be the one that you most relate to, and would be the one that most re resembles you. I totally get your understanding. Well, Jerry, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about the 100-foot journey. Thank you so much for letting me talk to you about this. This was really a fantastic film. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I love, I love food, so I will be seeing that very, very soon. It's in theaters now, so please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Brianna Hopiton from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. 
In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the Tech Team, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Are you ready to explore the amazing world under the sea? Your host is a certified scuba diver, explorer, he likes to cook, and most of all, he's just a kid like you. You'll find out a lot more lies under the sea than what you've seen on TV, in movies, and even in aquatic parks. You'll learn about all kinds of fish, as well as other sea creatures. We'll take you to some exotic destinations and so much more. There's a whole big world under sea just waiting to be discovered. Tune in to Under the Sea, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Kids. Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Kids. What about the world concerns you? Is it future success? Is it world issues? Are you just looking to change the world in general? Tune in to What Up World? It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or what you look like. Everyone is entitled to the same chance for success. Follow your dreams, move forward, make a difference. Tune into What Up World every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now today, we're talking about the film Guardians of the Galaxy, Get On Up, and The 100 Foot Journey. Right now, I'm talking with Rihanna on the first female Oscar winner. Now, with a title like that, we need to know what it means. So, how are you doing, Brianna? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. How are you? Uh, fantastic. So, with a title like this, who is the first female Oscar winner? Janet Gaynor. Well, that's a very short. It's a very short explanation, but well, it was a short, very short answer. Well, it was yeah, a very short question. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. But yeah, Janet Gaynor. So, what is Janet Gaynor known for? Give us a brief his- history of who she is and why she won the Oscar. Got you. Got you. So basically, I did this blog in particular as my second blog because uh, it's just women in film. You have so many categories. So. 
you have awards for this and that and you have awards for director and picture and costume and makeup and so many other things so I was like well who's the first female Oscar winner and that came up to be Janet Gaynor and so originally named Laura Augusta Gaynor um, Janet started her life on October 6th and I was like whoa that's like six days away from my birthday October 12th if you wanted to know okay. um, <laughs> on October t- October 6, 1906, so she was born very early, (laughs) in the city of brotherly love and affection and everything else in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where my parents were born. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I was like, are we twins? Because I... (laughs) Ancestors, (laughs) maybe, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's weird. Okay. But at a young age, her parents, um, they moved to San Francisco, California. To be life and a new chapter. I don't. It doesn't say. It doesn't say specifically why. But I think. I really think it was just to get away. They just moved just to have a fresh start, and so she began. She began her new life, and it's where she graduated at high school in 1923. So she graduated. I'm glad she graduated. One of my maybe ancestors graduated, so I'm pretty <laughs> proud. <laughs> so she moved to Los Angeles because it. L.A. had a rep. Even back then, L.A. had a reputation of being, like, where fame started and where actors went away and they did all these amazing things. So that's what brought her there. So she she landed in some small parts. Like, I feel like all actors have that first time where it's very slow. I yeah. feel like every actor has that. So her slow part was in the beginning where she had a few small parts and, and she did some short comedies. So, I mean, she she started off slow like everything else. But she had she lived by the saying, good things come to those who wait. So because if she didn't live by that, it was like, well, I only made two jobs. So I'm going to I'm going to go eat stuff now <laughs> like that would be me but but she waited and then she like blew up she in 1926 she performed as Ann Berger in the John at the Johnstown flood and did an excellent job that is the job that like exploded her I mean not literally obviously but of course, she really but... she really bombarded she really went higher and higher and higher after that film so that's basically her film category in her in her life and she is a very interesting person because when I read your blog, I was really fascinated about who she was. So when I looked her up, she started in the silent era, Seventh Heaven, which is the film she was, um, she won Best Actress for, was yes. an amazing film. Um, I'm starting to watch it. It is She does an amazing job playing Diane. Mm-hmm. And back then, it was pretty much you had, you had no lines. You just had a to- totally facial expressions, the eyes, and usually the direction and the writing how to help you out but she does an amazing job in these films so no wonder she won <laughs> <laughs> yeah she was she was great <laughs> but uh, how did you why first women in film I mean what's why, why is that your particular interest what was the okay. why was that the first thing you came up for well when I when when Miss Rainey shout out to Miss Rainey said that we should do a blog, <laughs> I I had no idea. I was like, should I do cupcakes? Should I do Josh Hutcherson? I went over okay. everything, but then I and then I found something. I was just like, well, I really want to do something. Like I want to do one thing that has like multiple and multiple things that I could do about it. So um, 
I talked with my dad because I love films. I, I want to, I, I, I keep saying I want to be an actress, but my mom and Miss Rainey keep saying you are an actress. So I'm just going to say this. Um, okay. I love film. And since I am an actress, apparently, <laughs> um, I wanted to do something for film. And since I'm a woman all of my life, <laughs> uh, I wanted to do something with females and women. So my dad was like, well, why don't you do women in film? And the first females and how it got started. And, and it was, it was amazing how much stuff you can get from that and I it really inspires me every time I write my reviews it just in, it inspires female in earlier history females are females were um, labeled as property they weren't they weren't they yeah. weren't even free people so to have them be the first in films and directors and actors and all this other stuff makes me makes me makes me cry up yeah well I'm happy it's a great inspiration to you and to probably many other people who want to be in this profession and it's a great inspiration you're listening to Voice America Kids Network I'm your host Keeper Blakesley and today we were talking about the films Guardians of the Galaxy The 100 Foot, the one, the 100 Foot Journey and Get On Up right now I was talking with Brianna on the first female Oscar winner Janet Gaynor and how she won her best, best the award for the film 7th Heaven and how it's just a great inspiration for well female in film now speaking of that the subject I want to tackle and I think you'll be happy to know what what do you think about women now like do you feel like we've gone a long ways since women have been in film yes I feel like <laughs> well okay okay it's kind of like maybe 15% I say yes because I'm a female and that's what females do but the rest of it is the rest of it because I actually believe it because in the beginning it was like like in the beginning of film industry um, not the world in the beginning of film industry it was like they had a few roles and and and, and the, the men of the film were like well I really don't want to work with her I know a few cases where men were like I don't want to work in this film because the females in it and I'm like whoa bro calm down <laughs> but yeah it's just I mean they've been like scattered they were scattered and it wasn't much of them if, if a lady had a role it was like an extra and that was all she could get to but now it's like I mean I I see some of the greatest films like Scarlett Johansson and, and Angelina Jolie and and um yeah, there's a, a lot other like Zoe Kravitz wait yeah, <laughs> I forgot her name for a second, but yeah, there's these amazing actresses that do so well, and I just get really, I get really passionate about it because they've gone so far, and and you don't, I, I can't, I'm gonna stop talking now. No, no, yeah. no, keep going. I mean, this this passionate stuff. I mean, film is just a huge variety of subjects, both yeah. in females or directing style acting style it's just a wonderful place to be in I mean it's a great community yeah now that I think about it I, I didn't think I was this passionate about film but I guess now I am <laughs> you've always been passionate about film we all know it here you just haven't realized it yet oh thanks for saying that you know three years <laughs> after I know you but okay yeah sure <laughs> I mean your view on Bell was absolutely amazing how you love that film and yeah. It's great to have pa get, passion about. I get really I get really passionate about that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say I, I'm sorry I'm really really thinking about this cuz I want these are great questions and great answers. Yeah. 
I always have, I have to put one thing in there, a brief history of that also. Back then, women couldn't even act at all. I mean, it was always the w- men who played women. They always had to be in the dresses. They always had to play women. And it's great how far we've come. And women in film are just exploding on the big screen. I mean, most of the main characters are there. So I totally agree with you there. But writing this blog, I mean, that's what our blogs are here for. We're here to speak our opinions and passions. I mean, writing a blog for you, how does it make you feel opening up about blogs? Like, how has the blog helped you? Well, I've always loved writing. I love writing. I love writing songs, even though I'm not that good at it, but I still love writing them. I like writing poems. I like writing stories. I like, I I think I did, I read a few books, and I was like, this would be great as a screenplay. So I made screenplays for books, um, and then I lost them. So, (laughs) but that's okay. But I love writing, and and when I research it, there's so much stuff on these people. I'm like, whoa, how much... How much publicity do you have? So uh, when I research them, I I research and then and then I write it down and I get everything that I can about it. I visit hundreds and hundreds of sites to make sure I'm getting the right source. And so when I do it, I look at my work and I'm like, I I I feel very proud of myself because I discovered this. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of people know it, but <laughs> I discover. I discover this amazing info about this person and it feels very good to let people know about it because the fact that I can because some I feel someday people will people do not do what I'm doing but people will want to know about these things and they don't have to search hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of sites because it's like well I have this blog that Brianna Beaton wrote (laughs) (laughs) and they just look at that and it's like you have all this information about it and I I feel very lucky and I feel very privileged because it it includes pictures and videos and and words obviously so I left that there. I when I my mom was a, my mom's a writer, and I didn't even begin writing. I thought writing was just boring, just sitting on the computer, just writing. Mm-hmm. So, but Kids First has really maybe love writing. I just love writing so much. So, thank you, Kids First. Uh, thank you, Brianna, for talking about your blog and well, You're everyone's welcome. blog, Kids First. Mm-hmm. Um, our blogs are in Kids First um, coming attractions under Jerry's blog. So please check out our blogs. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Kiva Blakesley, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. 
The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Brianna Hopiton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we are just talking about the very first female who won the Academy Award. We also reviewed the films Guardians of the Galaxy and The Hundred Foot Journey, and reviewing the film Get On Up. So right now we're speaking with Kiefer. We have switched the tables about Get On Up, and I am very, very happy to talk about this, so let's just get into it. Um, so tell me about Get On Up. Well, first of all, talking about this film makes me say, I feel good. I know that I <laughs> How to get into that? Okay, so this film is a biblical um, story based off the James Brown, James Brown, played by Chadwick um, Boseman. And it's pretty much his life. His life, how he, when he started music, um, when he went to jail, when he became the godfather of soul, just his, his life in general in this film and we see his growth in musical, but also how how he's changed throughout the years. So the change of one man and one of the best musical legends of our time. So that's pretty much what the story is. Yeah, I I completely agree with you because I I remember when I like I remember a week ago. I was about to say when I was a kid, but I'm still a kid. So <laughs> I remember about a week ago. I was in the garage with my dad. And he has, like, a bunch of records and a bunch of CDs. And we were listening to James Brown. And then, like, after, after we came inside, we see, this commer- we see this trailer on Get On Up. And my dad's like, um, I have to see that. So <laughs> don't know where you're going, but I'm Get going to do that. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, just talking about Get On Up and talking about James Brown, is, it's just amazing to me because it, it reminds me of how me and my dad listen to music. We listen to music of like all times and all genres, except country. I don't like country. So anyway, <laughs> so this is so since this is on James Brown, um, it's obvi- it obviously has music in it. So how was the music? First of all, you shot my country boy heart. I'm sorry. But, uh, it's okay. <laughs> anyway, but the music here is well, Chadwick Boseman's unforgettable performance. When I saw this film, when I saw the trailer, I'm thinking, is that? That's Chadwick Boseman. I haven't <laughs> seen him since 42, and that goes, that goes back for me because that was one of my first reviews. <laughs> and I love his acting. But anyway, the music, it sounds exactly like James, James Brown. I look up his music. I listen to it. And this Chadwick Boseman has no history singing or dancing. And how he's able to pull off this person, James Brown, is mind-boggling to me. It, he's got the voice. He sounds exactly like him. He's got the singing, he's got the moves, he's got the splits. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's James Brown. I mean, I cannot say anything else, but it's James Brown on that <laughs> screen. <laughs> yeah, I have, a, I have a special respect for actors who can... I mean, when you do a film, and, and it's not off a book, but it's just a regular film, um, like the actors can portray it their character best they can, but the audience doesn't really know how it originally was supposed to be acted by, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But with James Brown, I get on up, I keep thinking it's James Brown, but it's get on up, played by James Brown. Um, you have to portray James Brown. Like you cannot yeah. portray someone that's kind of like James Brown. You have to portray James Brown. So yes. the fact that he 
the fact that he gets all the music down gets gets his very quirk like james brown has quirks everyone has quirks so the fact that he yeah. can get his quirks down and get everything else down james brown i feel like those people who play those roles not just james brown but everyone else that plays that plays um different people um they i feel like they have a very very a lot of talent because yeah. chadwick boisman is very talented i he's so much power in his voice and power in his mm-hmm. presence so i totally understand where you're coming from with that so who is your favorite character even though i don't really have to ask but who's your favorite character you're gonna be surprised it's actually not chadwick but i will oh. say this i will i love his performance but however character wise i did love um nelson ellis who plays bobby his last name bride i don't know his best friend i like his character because James Brown has quirks, and mm-hmm. while I love the friendship they have because they met in jail, and seeing them harmonize, singing, and my favorite line in there is he says, "Why do you put up with him?" Because, he, and he, his response is, "Because I still see the same man I've met in jail," and he, then he gets fed up. He literally just gets fed up of James Brown. It's just a wonderful friendship. How he's just always there for him, and then one day he's just, "I can't handle it. You're just crowding me." So I love that, but also I have to put in there my favorite actor, Dan Aykroyd. I love Dan Aykroyd. He's amazing, and I wish I wish he was singing because Blues Brothers, but I wish he was singing. But anyway, so those are my favorite characters, and of course, James Brown. <laughs> yeah, if I ever meet him, I will totally send him your way. I'll be like, hey, Kiefer. Here's here's you know everyone in <laughs> everyone and get on up. You can just have a little chow down with them. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes, yes. I mean, I I would do the I would do everything for you. <laughs> you're yes. listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host Brianna Hopiton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we're reviewing the film Get On Up. So right now, let's continue speaking with Kiefer about Get On Up. And we were just speaking about if I met any of the people in Get On Up, I would send them Kiefer's way. <laughs> Thank you. So you said before about the I mean about him getting the splits and the moves and and everything else that James. James Brown has all compacted into him. So how do you think Chadwick Boseman um, does the dance moves and does everything like James Brown does? How do you think the similarity was? Similarity was flawless. Actually, um, the producer, Mick Jagger, who was part of the Rolling Stones, of course, uh, wanted this film to be... He wanted you to leave this film knowing James Brown, acting like you actually know who he is, because we want, that's what the whole point of this film is, to see who James Brown is, and when we see, when I see Chadwick Boisman, I'm sorry, when I see James Brown up on the screen, mm-hmm. I see him dancing, and how he does it, I, training, I guess, stretches, um, of course, choreography, and just practice, practice, practice. I mean, with any other character, I think you have to really get into the mind. You have to get into what James Brown would do. And so yeah. similarity-wise, actors, female and male, do mm-hmm. an amazing job at their job because they do what they have to be in the emotion because that's what film is, is emotion of characters. And without some of those characters in film, film would just be blank yeah. stare. <laughs> yeah, I totally get it. It's like a painting that's just white. It's like, wow, this is a really great painting. <laughs> I mean, you got, you got paintbrushes, you got your, um, your canvas, you got your paint, you got everything, but the, there's no one to actually make the painting. Yeah. 
totally get you. Like that was deep. <laughs> like I that yeah, that was okay. Keep <laughs> strokes getting to me, I guess. Yes. <laughs> I'm getting misty right here. <laughs> so how do you think the writers and directors did in telling his story? Because I, I've seen jobs as shout out to Miss Rennie again because she sent me to that too. And I've seen jobs and that is another biography, I believe. Am I correct? Yes. Okay, biography. <laughs> that is another biography. And um, everything, I feel like, as you said before, I feel like I know Steve Jobs. And people and people put Steve Jobs on a pedestal. And I'm just like, if you watch the film, he wasn't that much of a pedestal. I mean, he was a great guy, but he's not on the pedestal you're thinking of. So how do you think the writers and directors did in telling his story? Well, I love it when a director, Tay Taylor, who was director of The Help, love that movie. Uh, I love how the, the directors and writers don't be sure the glamorous side of James Brown. I mean, no one's life is glamorous. Well, if you say, oh my gosh, I love this actor or the singer or anything, they, they're amazing people. But if you look behind closed doors, there's flaws to them, there's quirks to them. And I love how the director, writer, and actors do show the not-so-glamorous side of James Brown. That doesn't make James Brown less of a person. It yeah. makes him more human. It makes him more identifiable, knowing that, oh, my favorite singer actually does actually is not the best person in the world. I mean, more human, more identifiable. So that's why I love. I mean, even I, I will go back to another biblical film, um, Saving Mr. Banks. Walt <gasps> Dis- okay, I didn't I, get to see that. <laughs> well, Walt Disney in that film, played by Tom Hanks, he's great person, but it, it does show not so glamorous side. We don't see him actually smoke. But we do get the idea that he does. So, again, we don't always show the glamorous side of people. And that's fantastic in film. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. Because if you think about it, people want to relate to who they admire. They want to yeah. look up to them. And they also want to say, well, since we have something in common, I can get to where they're going. So if they want to do that, no one wants a perfect person. Because if we have perfect oh. people, then no one will relate to anyone. So people want people and humans and human beings who have flaws and quirks I think I've said that like six times so I'm not going to say it again but, but it's true It's true. people are people and humans are humans and that's what they do so I, I thank the writers and directors of all the biographies, to, I thank them because they show a light on people that we love I mean do I love do I love James Brown any less because he did what he did? No, no of course not, he's still amazing so just wanted to say that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It was really deep today. We had a deep connection. <laughs> I love it. It's fantastic. <laughs> well, Kiefer, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about Get On Up. Thank you so much. What a way to get back into the show. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's in theaters now, so please check it out. And please look our, our for our reviews on the Huffington Post. We're in the teens section, and our blog is called Kids First. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions to watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases. And to learn how you can become a Kids First film critic, go to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm your host, Brianna Hope and you're listening to Voice America Kids. This show is produced by Kids Star for the Voice America Kids Network. Up next is a track from Kids Star Album of the Month. Goodbye. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week.
My name is Lindsay Marie from Bookworm, and now from the Kidstar Album of the Month. Here's Mr. Saxophone, Dave Farther, with Gravy Stain. Gravy, it gets on your clothes. Like why you eat it, and it comes out to no woes. Baby, I see what you weigh. on your plate Now your mom is screaming Milton's not a game Now mommy is all insane about a baby steak It's a great big game to clean a great Mr. Saxophone from the Kidstar Album of the Month. Check it out on our website, kidstar.org. <laughs> 